Downtown Santa Monica has some of the most inviting architecture in LA County. Trendy restaurants and shops huddle together along open promenades, posing for tourist photos and offering their patios to hanging lights and park benches. I used to work in the neighborhood, and I'd walk past the same buildings every morning and every night. But over the years, one building always stood out. Its ornate brick facade overlooked the ocean, but the windows were boarded up, and its beautiful gothic walls were hidden behind a chain-link fence. Weeds pushed through the cracks in the concrete courtyard, a living record of the building's neglect. Why did it look so forgotten? Curious, I started digging through court cases, public records requests, internet databases. I found out the building was christened in 1914 as the Hurt Hotel, and that most of its 49 units were reserved for low-income housing and people with disabilities. I also found maybe a hundred possible phone numbers for old tenants. So, I started calling. We're sorry, you have reached the number that is and no calling. And calling. Hello. Hi, hi, are you Roger Bueno by chance? No, this is LAPD 911 Center. Do you have the number that you're calling? And calling. Yeah, I called Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. But then, after months of bad numbers and silence, I got a call back. Hello? From one of the last tenants to live at the former Hart Hotel, a man named Finnegan. Owen Finnegan. Nobody calls me Owen, except my mom, and she's dead, so she's not talking to me at all. Finnegan invited me to meet him in Santa Monica at his new apartment. Sit wherever you like. I cleaned up especially for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Finnegan lives in one of five affordable housing units in his new building. He calls it his perfect bachelor pad, pointing to the cereal boxes on the counter and the cat hair on the couch. I don't, I, I don't trust people who aren't cat lovers because they're, they're mystical creatures. It's just like saying you don't like children, you know, or animals, you know, or, or all the natural good things in the world. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Finnegan moved into the former Hart Hotel 20 years ago, when he first came to Santa Monica. And I was there for 15 years, you know. He fell in love with the city right away. Oh, it's a great town. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, another universe here. I walked down to the beach, or a bike ride, and uh, talking to people. I talk to everybody on the street, you know. Men, women, children, old, young, doesn't matter. And this is a people town, you know. Finnegan's apartment wasn't big, but it had everything he needed, like a small laundry unit and a microwave. His rent was $400 a month, about $2,000 below market. And the, the landlord was an old uh, Santa Monica family. It's a very sort of neighborhoody type place, you know. Until 2012. That's when the building sold. Do you remember what the immediate transition was when it went from that family-owned thing to the commercial? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't very comfortable. Uh, the new owners, um, they, they were very uh, uh, nasty to uh, a lot of people. Uh, some people moved out because they were harassed. Finnegan says the new landlord put in unit-facing cameras and barred tenants from having guests. A lawsuit filed by other tenants in the building corroborates his memory. That's none of their business, is it? You know, who visits you, who's harassment, you know. After the lawsuit settled, it looked like the tenants had finally achieved peace with their new landlord. But that peace 
didn't last too long. Maybe a year or, or some months before they decided to invoke the Ellis Act. The Ellis Act. It's a California state law that allows landlords to leave the renting business. Its supporters call it an important tool for repurposing property, but opponents fear repurposing is code for cheating rent control. In either case, Ellis buildings have to be tenant-free for five years before they could be re-rented, which is why the Hart Hotel was all boarded up. They're just getting rid of people so they can charge what the market will bear. That's Michael Tarbett, a co-founder of Santa Monica's for Renters' Rights. And I'm on the executive committee and the steering committee and the housing committee. Tarbett and his organization are responsible for the city having rent control in the first place. What we try to avoid is people getting rid of their tenants. That's um, like a primary purpose. But sometimes that's hard to do. Since 2001, over 26,000 units were Elliston in Los Angeles and Santa Monica. Homes just like Finnegan's. Curbed LA called it a ruthless tool of gentrification, noting how rent-controlled units might turn into expensive condos or even be rezoned altogether. As for the former Hart Hotel, it's being converted into an office park. Well, you know, they, they are allowed to go out of the rental business, and they did, but it was a rental for very poor people, and the people were rent-controlled, and some of them were, you know, disabled, both mentally and physically. So it was kind of terrible that all those people had to leave. Oh, yeah, it's war. You've got somebody saying to you, I want to take away your home, and you've got to find another home. Finnegan's anger made sense. Renner's rights advocates have counted tens of thousands of tenants who were evicted under the Ellis Act. But not every eviction was the same. In the worst cases, landlords pretended to keep their buildings vacant while renting them out at hiked rates on Airbnb, but I also found homeowners who legitimately couldn't afford to stay in the rental business. So what about the Hart Hotel? Who owned it, and why did they kick everybody out? Hello? The building is owned by a real estate firm called Wilshire Skyline. Hey, how are you? Most of their permits list Alan Nissel as the CFO. And I am a professor of law and practice at Pepperdine School of Law. Nissel and I couldn't meet in person, social distancing at all but he agreed to answer my questions over the phone. Can you just kind of walk me through sort of how you first came by uh, the building at 1305 and just what that experience was like when you decided to buy it? Yeah, so we were the third buyer. It fell out of escrow a couple times before. We said, we love the location. Uh, that's good enough for us. The asking price was seven and a half million, less than a third of its neighbors. Nissel says it was kind of an impulse buy. It was very little diligence. It was almost blind faith. Nissel and his firm own at least 10 apartment buildings throughout LA County, but he says right away, this building was different. There was unfortunately um, many incidents of property damage to, to this building. There was uh, at least one unit that was condemned because of a fire, and it was one of several fires. There was graffiti, all around the building and inside the building. In one case, a resident defecated in the hallways. That's when Nissel's team installed the cameras. He hoped they would create a sense of security, but of course that backfired and instead helped create an environment of fear. 
After two years, Nissel says he didn't have the resources to balance safety concerns in the building with paranoia among tenants. I think that's when we started to realize that we are out of our league, that we're out of our depth, that we're out of our element, that it was impossible for a company like ours to manage a building like this. So the decision to change the use on that building was a decision of last resort and only occurred once we really threw our hands up in the air and realized that this is, there was no alternative. Before Nissel and his team decided to Ellis, they offered to buy out each of the tenants. I couldn't obtain a copy of those agreements, but Nissel says they were as much as double what the Ellis Act required. You could just do exactly what the letter of law requires, or you can go above and beyond to understand the needs of each resident and be flexible. Now, that doesn't change the fact that they may have loved this historic building, they may have loved this location, and they would rather have stayed. So I'm not saying that this was good for them. I am not saying that this was good for them. I'm merely saying that I'm proud of the measures that we took to make it less bad for them. Um, There were some threats that uh, a couple of the residents might be exposed to a problem of homelessness, and we were able to redress that through our network that they had a place to live in uh, as a transitional place. At first, the former Hart Hotel seemed like an example of the worst kind of eviction, but between conversations with landlords and tenants, this whole morality question surrounding the Ellis Act was becoming a lot to untangle. On one end of the rope, tenants were being uprooted from their homes, often without an alternative building in sight. But on the other end, the Ellis Act might be the best option for a landlord who can no longer manage a building. While reporting this story, I found out my own grandfather used the Ellis Act in San Francisco when he needed his daughter to move into his guest house. It seemed like Nissel was struggling with this question too. Okay, I'll say that I do think that, and again, this is my biased opinion, Ellis Act in this building was good probably for every single resident because I think that building was a threat to their life and property. It makes me feel like I'm trying to say that I'm a good person, but there's just nothing good about evicting people. And so I think it's, it just is what it is. When the city of Santa Monica receives a request for an Ellis eviction, they don't get to decide whether a given eviction is ethical or not. When I reached out to the planning division, they told me that as long as a landlord plays by the rules, they're within their rights to Ellis any building they choose. Some landlords might take extra steps to help former tenants secure new housing, but those steps aren't required. All that's required is 12 months of notice and five years of vacancy. Everybody knows the homeless situation in LA County especially is, is really catastrophic. That's Finnegan again. The other sect is not helping, obviously. If a building of people have to be rehoused and there's no housing for them at the rents that they can afford, you, uh, a lot of people's lives are upended, you know, end up on the street. It's no secret that California has a shortage of affordable housing, and the Ellis Act lets landlords shrink that number even further, leaving renters like Finnegan to fend for themselves. Back in Santa Monica, the Hart Hotel is no longer hiding behind a fence. 
Its magnificent brick facade and freshly painted windows shine brightly in the California sun. But the Ellis Act is a reminder that even though a building might look so inviting, it isn't there for everyone, and it's easy to overstay your welcome. In Santa Monica, I'm Evan Jacoby.